dude, all these like red pill videos. Yeah, I haven't watched a lot of the red pill videos, but I have oh, watched okay, a lot of the out of the shadows. Stuff, okay, okay. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> is that, okay, okay, okay. Because I've actually seen other things like, oh, this is a red pill. And I'm like, oh no. Oh no, that, that just means like you're breaking out of the mainstream. That's like, you're waking yeah, up yeah. to like, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, no, so like this week I watched Endgame by Alex Jones from like 2007, which really kind of followed the Bilderberg group and this um and i always thought alex jones was pretty crazy because people talked about him and i saw him on a joe Rog rogan podcast and he seems like a pretty bipolar dude like he goes from like yeah talking like this and then he gets super crazy like you know you know and i i can't his energy i can't keep up with it it it, it was just too much so i just never really looked into him but that actually was done really well that um it held up pretty well it was uh even kind of predicted this pandemic and it was um all about basically following the money of um how all the global elite like the queen of england and um all like a lot of our politicians and the people who own like the federal or the big banks federal reserves the rockefellers like um the rothschilds like all these people they meet once a year every year at this place um in in canada called the bilderberg hotel and it's in Toronto, and they uh, have this secret meeting that no one's allowed in for a weekend, and uh, anybody who's ever become president or of, of any country goes there at least a year or two before um, they, like, they basically are, th th that's where they decide who's going to be let in or not. It's interesting. So, um, I don't know. I had never really looked into that or really gotten into it. But once I wa watched the documentary, I was kind of like, maybe I really should. Like, that is a good place to figure out, like, well, who is, who's behind the people behind the elected government? Who's these, yeah, that's who a good this question. unelected, uh, this unelected government that we all kind of have a feeling exists, right? Like, who owns right. all these giant corporations that are, you know, right. And we always call them the Illuminati or the Illuminati uh, or the, the elite, people who run the world, the elite, elite right? Or, yeah, global the elite, but like, who are they? They're whatever, actually yeah. people. Give me names and like, what's their background? Like, what's their thing? And it is weird. Like, why are they meeting? Like, you know, like, well, why that? You know, world domination, the new world order. That was all discussed. I watched part of it. I didn't watch more. I was like, all right, I don't, I don't know. And this is all I need to know. I feel, I felt like it, which is a horrible thing to say, but I was, I was very inundated with a lot of heavy, heavy news. Um, so I didn't finish watching the rest of that, but it was definitely interesting. And the Bilderberg group is something that people should know about for sure. And he wasn't able to get in. I, I watched the part where he was, you know, he was detained at the border and they wouldn't let him in. And then finally another group of, um, uh, yeah, but that one guy, like who's a whistle. I mean, there, there's some of the people that were out there looking like have been going to this thing for 30 years. And so yeah. like, they, they would come up with lists of people they've seen go in and out, like, you know, right. um, other governors of states and things that have come in and out of people of, you, you know, big giant corporations, CEOs of, you know, whatever. But there was one, the one guy who was the, he wasn't really a whistleblower, but he was sitting at the bar with uh, him and he was talking about the people. My understanding was that he was actually on the inside. Is that right or not? Am I wrong about that? He yeah, was sure. a reporter who was actually on the inside and he was like, and I was like, how, if he was on the inside, how is he even on this right how now? How is he even alive still? Yeah, no, I don't know. Like, that's the thing where, um, 
a lot of these documentaries start running together for me. I'm like the guy at the bar with the thing. <laughs> Because yeah, I was like, he sounds pretty drunk. I don't know. Maybe. I'm like, I don't know. He was just. He was like a reporter. Yeah. He used to go in there. No, I don't know. I can't, I don't remember what his story was, but I'm sure it was good. Yeah, well, I just was wondering because that I understood. It sounded to me like he was there for the weekend. And he's been going there for 30 years, but he was. But I thought he meant he actually covers it. Like he was allowed by them for some reason to be there. Right. Like to document this as kind of an outsider reporter. Well. You know, the thing is, is it's like, I also, um, this, since we've talked, I've been researching, um, oh, this guy, like, his name's like Ray Dalio, who's like an economic theory guy. And then I've been researching this other, uh, like how money is created, uh, how the economic system actually works. There's another really, on that forum, Borealis had a really good one recently um, with this guy who I'll link to that as well. Uh, it's all made up, man. They just created out of thin air. It's not based on anything. Nothing backs our currency, right? So, um, what what would be wrong with them just being forgiving all debts and just you know, you uh, having universal basic income or not? And unless you want to say that, well, that might be part of the totalitarian, um, like agenda where we're underneath the control of everything. I don't know. All I'm saying though is that money is this illusion that we've all bought into and we can buy out of it just as quickly as we bought into it. And this global elite crowd that runs all this stuff is the ones who control it right now. And they control the the, the release of it, which is, um, that's also kind of an interesting uh, thing to explore. Well, I don't know. I mean, for me, maybe they control the release of it and that's probably somewhat true, but at the well, same time- Well, because like they were saying the Federal Reserve and people like that are right. are part of this group. Oh yeah, definitely. No doubt. And OPEC, so, yeah. or, like the oil, uh, who's- Right. That's all prices of oil. You know, the people who set the price of commodity trading. Um, right. They all going there. Yeah. yeah. This is all- those are That's what I mean by like, it. if they want to tank the economy, they can, if oh, they want yeah. it to go, so, yeah. It's true, but I feel like we as individuals, as collective individuals are that are embodying our own power back, we are gonna be able to kind of break through from those, of those chains um, with this whole transformation into 5D because we just, you know, over time they've taken power. I'm not saying they're not powerful. They're truly powerful, no doubt, no doubt. But I just feel like we as individuals, but as a collective of individuals, we can actually change our future. That's the stuff that I believe that we're able to, okay. that we're able to come out of that without using, that they're not going to be the ones to do it. That will be greater. Maybe they'll do it. Actually, maybe they will be the ones to do it, but we'll be collectively deciding that if we put our intention towards it to, be, to make that happen. Because, yeah, this economy is going to change in the future, and it's going to be for the better. It's got to be. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, I think so, too. I mean, I think what we're seeing now with um, this kind of uh, the global pandemic stuff and the, you know, whether you believe to what degree it deserves to be um, quarantined or not or this or that, you're seeing a lot of people start going like, like wait, like, who, who? who made who God and decided all this? And like, who, how do we just like, like you're, you're starting to see, uh, people are starting to get upset by it. You know, it's like, um, a lot of small businesses are going to be lost. A lot of lives are going to change. Like a lot of, a lot of things are going to, uh, people are going to get unrest about this. They're not right. going to just take it lying down and then, 
you know. Right, yeah, you're already seeing that. That's true. Right. There's yeah, they're starting to see protests and stuff happening. Yeah, I was I was interested in I watched Out of the Shadows too, and I and um and then I had just read I was reading something on um Jeffrey uh Jeffrey Epstein and how that that is interesting how with these these sex scandals and this human trafficking ring and Harvey Weinstein, how that, that was news in 2019. Harvey Weinstein was before that. And then Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein, right. And they both kind of like, I mean, Harvey Weinstein's still around, but whatever, Jeffrey Epstein's supposedly dead, right. So he's supposedly, he's supposedly dead. And then all of a sudden we kind of forgot about him in the news and all this stuff is going on with the pandemic. And all these people were supposed to be kind of like, brought out, brought to justice. I have no idea. Maybe that actually is happening. There's some discussion that maybe that's actually happening behind the doors that all these people are getting arrest, arrested and stuff, but <clears throat> but the public eye is not aware of what's going on with Epstein and all these people he's associated well, with. Well, when, 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 um, when the police report came, first of all, his, his accomplice, the Justine, uh, whatever her last name is, I can't remember what her accomplice, she's like walking free. Um, there's like... A, like there's she you know she was apparently the one getting some of these young girls for the procuring them and stuff and she's like nope nowhere to be found not they haven't subpoenaed her they haven't put she should be in prison as well there's so much there's so much shady stuff i followed the epstein stuff really closely this summer because i i read the flight logs um and so i saw like everybody whose name was in there and just like really crazy people who uh, like you wouldn't have even thought like uh, the guy who wrote Simpsons what's his name Matt Groling or Groling oh, no. yeah yeah there's like the guy like what some of the founders of Nickelodeon of course there of course the ones you mainly hear about is like Prince Andrew and the Clintons, Clintons. um even Trump went on there you even have uh like these are people who've all ridden in his plane you have um like there was weird people like Chris Tucker like I remember Naomi Campbell, uh, that I, at the time when I was reading through, you'll know so many of them. And, right. and it's just, uh, it's, it's crazy. Cause he didn't have an industry. Like he wasn't like a, Oh, he's a clothing manufacturer. Oh, he right. Can, Nobody knew where yeah, his money yeah, came he, from. He has, he has Cuban cigar company or no, like he didn't have any kind of industry. He didn't have a business. He just was, he was really close with Les Wexner, who was the uh, Victoria's Secret um, CEO kind of thing. And apparently there, that, that whole thing, like the Victoria's Secret models and the Victoria's Secret angels and all that were supposedly, um, you know, kind of compromised individuals who were controlled by like, like there's whole other things about all that. I mean, I don't know the, the whole, when you go down that rabbit hole, it gets really, really dark. And I think it is, it is good to like, look at that stuff so that you're not completely shocked when it all comes out. Exactly. A lot of people have died trying to come, like, th that's the other thing. When you look into, what is that, that Skippy or Scampy, whatever, they mentioned him in the, the documentary. He was coming out, like, saying that, like, Seth Green, like, had, uh, like, he was, he was calling out some names of people who had done some molestations, like, uh, he was called out Tom Hanks and, Maryland. Yeah, and Corey Feldman was suppo supposed yeah. to come out. Yeah. Well, he came out and said Charlie Sheen was a perpetrator. Oh, right. of, but of, he was going to name like 15 people a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I don't was know. He? oh, Yeah, like or a bunch of people. I don't know if I ever know what happened with that. 
I don't know what the happened to that either. I, I mean, I, I know, I know that after that one documentary that he showed one time, it, you know, that it was about Charlie Sheen, but Charlie Sheen already hung and hung himself with crazy, but either way, whether what, I don't know what's going on or not, but I will say what I really liked about the out of the shadows was that, um, they, they, they really do have these, um, so like I wrote like six movie scripts and I was trying to get into like screenwriting for a while and um I'm pretty creative I don't know if they're good or not but you know whatever I'm pretty original if nothing else and I I've met with uh oh, who did I meet with I met with a couple of producers I went to a couple of different film festivals I have some friends who are like subsidiary people who know this and that and it it they are not interested in in writers like with new stuff like that like it's almost like they just want their you either you either have to be an independent filmmaker and make your own thing and like come up from the like ranks it's kind of like how the music industry works too it's like they they want to take their 14 year old girl their their rihanna and uh or you know create this machine behind her all the way or nothing like somebody in their 30s doesn't become a famous musician yeah they, they groom from young they yeah. groom they groom you from young and it's the same sort of thing with the writers like they're, they're there's like legacy writers or like, like there's a lot of its agenda it's 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 interesting um i'm not saying that there aren't people yeah, who, uh, the whole cia behind it that's the thing yeah. there's only so far you can get unless you're in the club right yeah and also the cia was writing for my understanding was in the in that documentary, it said that they were actually yeah. writing some of the scripts, like handing over scripts, pretty much. But then it's like, I make the argument all the time when, um, you know, I'll have people who ask me like, oh, like what TV shows do you watch this or that? I'm kind of like, I watch a lot of YouTube. It's like, that's what I've been watching the last five or six years because Same here. I, I, I don't, don't have know. A TV. I, I don't even have TV. I have a computer. And if I want to watch something, there's so much, I like, I watch things to learn or to, I don't I don't even know what I watch I have like a ton of I watch crazy channelers I watch yeah, yeah that's I, watch. I, I watch stuff like that stuff's way more entertaining than anything because here's here's what the here's what the mainstream narrative does give you and I don't I don't care whether it is government or not it's like they should still change up their storyline that it's a uh, it's doctor shows lawyer shows or police type police shows, shows. Right. and they're all about murder and it's like all about murder all about murder and the thing is is like in real life I look around how many people do you know that have actually been killed by a serial killer right i mean personally you actually know someone i know one person but that's like a i know a person who knows a person who knows a person it's like not like any, yeah but other than that it's that's but it's not a big that's, if you want, if you if you were an alien and you came to this planet and you watched our programming on TV, I liked I liked how you made that analogy. How like it is actually programming. Programming, right? Uh, you would be like, "Geez, these people murder each other like left and right. Like never go, never well, I go." I think that we do. Girls. Well, I mean, do we though? But like, percentage wise, I don't. I don't know. know. There's always wars and stuff. I mean, it well, just I violence. Violence comes out in different ways. Look at the mass shootings in the United States alone, drug cartels. I mean, there's plenty of violence, and it's just reflected that in the the shows. Whether it's not, whether it's like serial killers or not, that's another story. But yeah, there's the violence. The I, I forget by the age of like five, how many deaths do you see? Um, just from cartoons and shows. 
And Even I remember my dad telling me a long time ago when I was a kid, no, I don't like these movies. He never liked like violent shows. I never did either. Like my mom's like, at least shows if she, I just turn them up. I'm like, I don't want to watch a murder. So I, I yeah. don't like any of those shows. Um, anyway, so, but he, he at the time said, you know, I really don't like the way they portray Italians in shows because he's you know, Italian American. And he's like, they always make them look stupid, uneducated, mafia people. Mafia, you know, and, big mafia. And, and I was like, you know, he's right. He's, he is right. And then if you start watching it, the programming is very stereotypical of anybody's culture. You know, who's, who are the terrorists? Who are the um, drug addicts? Who are the, you know, the people in inner cities? Mm -hmm. There's, they just portray the that. The expendables are always minorities. Exactly. The first exactly. one to die is always the black guy. It really right. Is. I mean, and these are things that we can see and a lot of people can see it, but the programming, the subtle programming that was, that was like the unconscious stuff, that was the stuff that was really, I mean, I guess it all is unconscious until you become conscious of it. But anyway, like this, you just don't even realize. You take it for granted that it's even being put in. Like, oh, you know, how the, how with Walt Disney and there's there were things going on when I was a kid that was like, that said like, oh, that says sex in it or whatever. And you'd be like, oh, is that a picture of a penis? Well, like in the I remember, show? I remember like Little Mermaid. She goes, daddy, right. I'm not a child. I'm 16. And then I was <laughs> like, Little Mermaid is 16. She runs away from her family to go be with some guy, like sells her soul, like gets rid of her fins so she can get legs. So that, like she would rather, you know, die if she, if she doesn't kiss him after three days without a voice, like she has to just rely on her body language. Right. Uh, her, she has to rely on her sexual appeal at 16 years old to capture like, you know, some Prince Charming or whatever. And then right. at the end, the, the prize is that, oh, she, she does get, uh, she does get kissed by this grown ass man and then gets to be away from her family for the rest of life, her life. I mean, that's right. the story that we're going with here. Like if you yeah, look at the whole broad thing, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I liked the crab and I, I mean, you know, there was some, there <laughs> well, was, that's how that was, that's actually that's how they get you. Yeah, they're like, oh, they make it feel this like Zoolander was, oh, it's all funny. And, and that's how they get it. That's how you buy into it. And then you'll look crazy if you're like, but look at this. Look what's really happening. Oh, no, it's just a comedy. It's just funny. But yeah, it's just, it's, and, and it is correct. Like they all have dead parents. Like that's how the, everything starts. It's like uh, yeah. every everybody, whether it's Bambi, Lion King or Frozen, it doesn't matter. Like their parents always die in the beginning where they're, they're like right. desensitizing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Snow yeah. White doesn't have parents. Sleeping Beauty got taken away from her parents as she's born. Cinderella's mom died and her dad died. Like, I mean, I like where's Jasmine's mom? You never meet Jasmine. They're either missing one or both parents. Always, all of them. It doesn't matter. Jungle Book away from his parents. Like, right. uh, I don't know, whatever. Like Aladdin, homeless, like little orphan. My, I, I don't know, any, any of the movies, Belle, she only has a dad, her mom's dead, like, for, I, I don't know, anyway, I'm just saying, it's, uh, it's pretty, that's pretty, yeah, that, that's an it's obvious funny. agenda there, yeah, and that's just Walt Disney, that's one, yeah, that's, that's just six, <laughs> Disney or Pixar or whatever, yeah, that's crazy, um, it was interesting about the offices of the CIA in Hollywood, too. I thought that was interesting and how they um, they bought the land for Walt Disney. Just some facts from the movie that, you know, you wouldn't know unless if you learned about it. Which, it, it's interesting because um, I read a big article this summer about how 
um, one of the guys who was kind of like roommates or something with Mark Zuckerberg didn't call or apparently says he didn't even know how to code. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's that, tons of stuff that yeah, there's tons of like they're saying like he he's literally one of these MK Ultra like yes. shrills. And he's in a shrill, right. And it's just a, an NSA like and or a CIA operative. Like that's what Facebook is. It's like rather than um like the only way people would self-elect to give their information about themselves is if they thought like, oh, let's create this little storyline where this genius kid from Harvard at, but I mean yeah. total fabrication. And and he's totally got Asperger's or something. He can't. He like he looks crazy. He can. He's. I've. Have you heard him talk? He's not even that. He's well. He, I mean, whatever. just because he's got Asperger's doesn't mean he's crazy or can't. But you know what I mean. Like he's. Well, he's yeah, there's true, some others. I'm saying he's. He's no Elon Musk. Even Elon Musk knows what's going on. But I'm saying he's. He doesn't. Uh, he can't explain what he's done. Right. I'll tell you that. Like he. Right. He. he I've never seen him articulate really clearly um business ideas yeah where yeah well, you, yeah you do with like jack dorsey or like the guy who did twitter or like you know um you can see sergi and larry page or whatever like you could see all these other people they can sit there and they can kind of tell you um like business directions or what their thought processes were with this or that when you look at mark zuckerberg talk it's um it's i, I I've, I've always been kind of like him really oh interesting oh. <laughs> right right yeah well i mean it's kind of now the way i look at it is maybe he had that at the beginning but then be because he's he just grew such a huge empire that he doesn't do anything with coding anymore anyway he's yeah, maybe company. Is that yeah i mean i could i could see that as well but anyway i i definitely think that there's something shady going on there's no doubt i don't know what it what exactly is happening but yeah well and they think like a, for instance with with all of social media data. and definitely particularly with Facebook is what, when I signed up for it, I've signed up in 2004. I was go, I was, uh, um, I was at, no, was it, it was 2005. Sorry. Yeah. I was at UT Austin and one of my professors was like, um, we were one of the first 16 colleges to get Facebook and our professor put some assignments on there and said it was a platform that we could discuss homework stuff on. So it was almost like you had to get on to do like um, group assignment stuff within our class. So it wasn't even right. kind of like it was a choice for me. So I got yeah. on for school and, but had you told me, okay, this thing you're going to sign up for is a permanent record of every drunken college picture you've ever had for your religious uncle uh for 20 years from now i would have been like no, right. thank you. but i think it changed though that's, that's the, the thing at it the beginning the i don't think your, your professor yeah your professor didn't know that they have other there's like moodle there's a, there, there are other platforms that universities use that are more just towards the course and it's certainly not yeah Facebook, i mean but yeah uh, but that's and, that, yeah uh, but you kind of wonder like like uh interesting how they got that rolling right Oh yeah, yeah. It was a whole operative. I understand that as well to to take data and whatever. But I mean, we're in a deep at this point. <laughs> um, I was so disturbed by everything. Like these, watching that kind of stuff, especially with the the pedophile ring and the PizzaGate, which really like I just didn't. I just couldn't even. I mean, not have that ever, I wasn't aware of it. I've, I've, I've ever, been aware of this. I've ever read what? some of the emails. 
No, I can't. I, I don't know. I only know I have not read any of the emails actually. Yeah, so I've read some of the emails and they're um, they were a couple they're of the movie, so you know? blatant. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, I want. I, I they'll be like talking about the kind of pizza they want and. Um, yeah, that's what they said on the documentary. So what? Who was the younger the pizza, the better. I like my slices really young, stuff that's like disturbing. that. Like, so where where was like who were those emails between? Did that did you get that information? Oh, it, um, a lot of them were um, Hillary Clinton and, and the Podesta guy. Um, but then, but that like like I I've I found them all on Reddit and stuff this summer, like just doing a bunch of rabbit hole searching. But that's stuff that I don't ever send to anybody because like yeah it's that's some dark stuff that you're like oh I don't know yeah it's totally dark stuff you don't need to go that far, yeah. far into it it's just yeah that whole thing with the um, like the cannibalism and like the ceremonies and stuff like I, exactly it's very very heavy stuff and that like for me if I don't clear myself up that energy like I just like I'll think about it and be like okay how do I get into a better place how am I being helpful so I had to do that which I'm going to read to you in a little while something that really helped me okay, get good. out of it yeah but, um, yeah. And okay, again, with all of that stuff is like, uh, for me, I want to be aware of, because I don't think like society is the way it is for nothing. So I, I've always felt like there's something else going on that I'm not, I'm not being privy to. So like, that's why I research this stuff, but I don't enjoy it. I don't like staying in it. And I also feel like it's not like you can get too far down the rabbit hole where you're kind of going like, oh yeah, okay, like this is, we're just this, we're, we're being controlled by like whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, like or we're paranoid or something. Or, or paranoid, which is fine and stuff, but ultimately none of that's really true because you are your own sovereign being and you're, you're you are responsible, are not responsible, you are responsible actually, but you are in control of the narrative of the life uh, that you want to leave and right. how you want things to go through forward. And if you, um, if it's a passion of yours to get this stuff to come to light and to like liberate people who are victims of this kind of stuff, then that, if that's your prerogative, that's an awesome prerogative. And there are avenues in which you can do that. You could totally look into that and get that going. Right. Um, so like, that's, that's why this stuff needs to come out of the shadows. Absolutely. That's the same way I feel. And actually as a person that is somewhat, you know, that's like as centered as I can be. I'm not saying that I always am. I think we're all thrown off by this kind of stuff. And, but, but, you know, there's this whole idea of like, well, don't, don't feed it because the more that you feed it, the more it comes alive and stuff. But at the same time, I don't want to just stick my head in a stand and say that it doesn't exist or I feel like I would be doing a disservice as well. So I figure like, how do I, I agree, don't go too far down in the rabbit hole, like be aware of it without getting it. Like, it's just, it doesn't, you don't even know, you're never going to find out full details anyways. So it cool. doesn't matter. Also, but, I kind of feel yeah. like I've like with this, I, I kind of, now I feel like more, the more you start learning about it, the more justified I get and like, you know what, I really don't want to watch Hollywood created uh, entertainment. Correct. Anymore. Well, that's I, true. I don't want to watch public sports. It's modern day gladiators. Yeah. Right. It's, that's the same uh, way I feel. It just, it kind of justified what, what I already in, intuitively felt, felt anyway. Yeah. Like, or even, like, even the, the whole modeling industry, which I've hated for a long time and hate is a strong word, but I've just, you know, been away from yeah. because I'm just like, you know, the, how are you, how are you portraying women? Because if you're saying that the, there are people who are victims, which I'm not saying that they're, they're not, this is a lot deeper than I can explain, but I just think like, okay, then why, why don't voluntarily like feed that industry like putting yourself out as 
like to, to fit, fit into these norms, but that's I'm oh. coming from a different place. So I, I mean, I, I can't yeah, say that. I mean, even like the little true. magazines and stuff. And I, and I remember being, yeah, I used to read 17 magazine yeah, all the time. I, me too. I used to read this. I used to read all those little teeny bopper magazines when I was like in high school. Right. And I remember thinking like, I so self-conscious about myself. Like, okay. Exactly. One thing was like a thigh gap. Like there was a thing and some article oh, I read yeah, about yeah, thigh yeah, gap. Yeah. I was a swimmer, like, and I have like really muscular legs. Like they could basically be man legs. And like, I was, you know, like competitive swimmer my whole life. Very, very good at it and very athletic build. So, uh, I, that, I no longer, I couldn't, I even like, I didn't have an ounce, not an ounce of fat on my legs, but I still, my thighs never, could I stick my fist through them? Like, right. you know, like, but I felt so self-conscious about that. I would give anything to have my 16 year old body again, where, you know, not an ounce fat on me, but no, like at, even at the time I couldn't enjoy it because I was trying to look like a 10 year old boy. Right. You know, it's it, true. And, yeah, and, that, that, and that's the thing is, is like, we're, we're, we're taught that there's one way to look. And if you, if you don't look like Natalie Portman, then that sucks for you. Maybe you should, you know, right. get something wrong something with you. Else it's or your something. thing. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are getting smarter about that, but I, I'm not even sure. I don't even know. I, I remember at some point. I don't know just that being because like, when I was on the plane working as a flight attendant, like, I don't know how many of those magazines I pick up at, and you know, people leave them on the plane all the time. And like, a, a, there's a tw every flight, there'll be like 20 people magazines left over or whatever. And all that is, is just sexualization of, you know, yeah. Yeah. Of women mostly. Like, and, and, and stand of women. standardizing, like there's one standard body type and, and that's it. Know, Right. And it's all airbrushed and it's not even real anyway. Yep. It's just crazy, the dimensions of that. But I remember at some point, it was probably when I was about 17, I just was like, I just didn't care anymore. I mean, I didn't put that yeah, much, yeah. you know, and thankfully, a lot of people don't even learn that or they learn that later on in life. But it's like, that was enough. But anyway, my, my thought was, we have to stop this kind of like at all ends, like people just yeah. need to have better self-esteem in order not to want it to, to, to be that. And then you wouldn't want to have this type of fame and you wouldn't be feeding that industry because you're like, I have to be famous or I really want this, you know, thing that's going to bring you glory or something and then kind of kill it off on that end. But I don't know, I guess that comes with a certain consciousness if you like get a collective level, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know either. It's, it, it, yeah. It's all crazy, but it's evolving. We're I mean, getting, it, 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 it is a thing where different people will wake up to these things. Like people will yeah. probably be like, okay, this watching this stuff doesn't make me feel good. I'm going to stop. Right. You know, exactly. eventually that'll happen on their own yeah. time or it won't right. for them. And that's, yeah, okay. exactly. And that's okay too. Just, yeah, you have to, everyone has to work on their, themselves. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Okay. Yeah, it was crazy. So then I wound up, I, I had thought about this, um, like while I was watching that documentary and it was just like, you know, like out of the shadows, I was like, whoa. Anyway, because of the whole cannibalism thing at the end, like I was just so uh, grossed out in the whole like Satanism stuff. Like I just was like, oh, but yeah. at the same time, like I felt, I felt like how, I don't, I, I just kind of got stuck. I got, I'm not super stuck on it, but enough that it obviously affected me and just kind of like, what do I do? You know, and, and these, I've been thinking about human trafficking for years, for years. I remember probably like 15 years ago thinking, 
I'm, if I started a foundation, I would start a foundation on human trafficking. And, and See, I didn't even think it was real. I didn't know. I was like, trafficking to what? Like, there's no plantations or something. Like, I don't, what are, like, slaves for what? Like, I, I now understand it, but for the longest right. time, I was like, they don't have sex cults, or they don't kill people, or they don't, get, like, I, yeah. I, I was so naive to all of this. I was like, why, why would they tra traffic them for what? Right. Well, I mean, everybody at their own time, if it comes to it. But I remember actually being so upset by it, but emotionally, and, and having read a few articles, and, um, and just being really disturbed by it, of, of women, mostly women, but children also being trafficked, sex slave, and, and, and I just, I couldn't get past it. I mean, there were like two years straight in my head. I just kept like living horror stories in my head of what it could be like. And it was actually a horrible thing because you don't want to like, you know, like you, you want to empathize with a person, but you can't like live their experience. But that's what I was doing, like living their experiences in my head. And yeah. so I had to get out of that place because it's like, that's not healthy for me either because well, how, is that, how is that helping? Like I'm living somebody else's experience. Um, or just listening to like the vagina mo monologue, something, something as simple as that, that people had all these sexual experiences, like just violence against them. And so those types of stories would affect me, but there were also sex trade stories in that. Um, anyway, so fast forward. That, yeah. That's interesting because it's like, you know, I, um, I've, I've never had any sexual violence done to me. And one of my friends, like a guy friend was like, why do you think that is? And I was kind of going like, well, that's the wrong question, isn't it? That was, that's kind of <laughs> yeah, question. I'm kind of thinking like, well, I, I don't what? know. He's like, he's like, well, I mean, do you, do you think it's because you like, you have a certain energy about you or like, I'm like, why does anybody have a, yeah. a, a sexual, I mean, like, I mean, and a ton of my friends do, but I'm kind of going like, that's the, that's the symptom of our society is are the, the, the right. major sickness is that like um that it's so common and so pervasive that i have to get asked why i haven't had a victimization story and i'm like yeah whoa that's wow yeah it's disturbing yeah i mean i always thought you know when you hear about the statistics like one in four women are raped you know like worldwide yeah. so i'm like and, so does that and the way actually that the way that is portrayed so I'm saying 25% of women have been raped. I mean, that we know of, right? So the statistics are probably actually higher than that, my guess. And so I just turn around and say, that means that I would say 25% of the population of men are rapists, you know? Like, let's yeah. not put it on victimizing women. Let's say that men are, 25% of men are rapists. I mean- Unless it's well, like serial rapist or something, you know? Like, right, right. Yeah. And there's that, well, that's true. Um, yeah, but like, well then, and then that also goes into like, why, why, why do we live in a society that, um, uh, women are trained to really want this like relationship and this like Disney love story and men are trained to get conquest knots on their belt and the two do not mix. So no. like, how do, how do we, you know, rectify that? And that does create like really big, um, collective uh, what do you call it? Like collective imbalances in our sacral chakras, you know, like we mm -hmm. have like these really unanswered, like, you know, uh, it's one of those things where I, I, I heard, I don't know if it's true, all statistics are kind of whatever, but like I heard something like 70% of all websites visited like an hour on track are, are porn sites. 
all right so we have like this huge this huge like secretive underground like a perversion thing going on um and then yet 30 percent of women haven't had orgasms yeah so, so like 30 yeah. percent of the women out there don't even get pleasure from sex and 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 yet, like, like like there's there's huge imbalance something is going on like that's right. very imbalancing you know oh absolutely it's a we have to end this patriarch because that that's what it is it's just like it's the the patriarch is just out of balance it's well we are all out of balance but it's it's too much mm -hmm. domination and it's like um and also we have to look at sex compared to violence those are two different things so there's not like sex is one thing but violence you know like or sexual violence is still violence which, which is very weird that they were ever parred together because like one is supposed to be an expression of love and right like it's it's just weird that it's been perverted to you know that's right it's perverted but this okay so this brings me to what i want to okay. read to you because so i i had this I, I think when you were here actually i may have like picked a card from the, the sacred path cards which i love by um jamie sons and she has these awesome cards that are uh, these are great um oh, yeah, that's a new mexico zia yeah 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 and she, um, so I kept thinking about this one card that I had when, when I was watching this and thinking, and I was like, I'm gonna go read it afterwards. Like I already knew the great, great smoking mirror. So the great, I won't read it all because it's a few pages, but the great smoking mirror basically is this, um, this woman who, co who goes to like her, the great, the great, the grandmother, elder of, of this, um, um, of this indigenous group. And she's like, what's going on in society because society like pretty much like there's all this fucked up stuff going on all right she didn't say that but anyway there's right. stuff going on Sleep. and what you know what's going on like so she went to go seek elders advice and, and see if she had any wisdom for her so then they looked in the great smoking mirror which is you know you can see like the picture oh, of yeah, this. Yeah, cool and so there was um so this teaching, the teaching here is pointing, like pointing a finger at another reminds us that three fingers are pointing back. And so they looked into the mirror and they, they saw that, um, that she said, some seekers in this time of awakening have adopted glib phrases that lack compassion. The phrase they created their own reality when spoken without understanding or compassion reflects a lack of development in the seeker. When another person is treated in this callous manner, it is another one of ourselves who's being harmed. So basically, you know, like if you, if you say, well, everyone chooses their own experience at some level, then it can sound really harsh when you're like, this person is suffering and you're lacking mm -hmm. compassion. But, but then she's, but then she said, um, she saw, she saw in this mirror, Ah, uh, yeah. The vision changed to the inner sanctum of this jaguar priest and the drugged seers who were eating the red mushroom of the poppy tree. And they gasped in horror at the apparent uh, behavior of the drug seers as the men mounted each other and spent their frenzied en energy sexually. So they were, ha they were performing this like ritual. So what they saw what was happening in society was that in that, that these like seers, like these people who were supposed to be priests and like, um, they were they were using these these sacred teachings and they were misusing them in this drug like frenzy sexual frenzy, and so then she started saying how could they do this this is so upsetting and she was so upset and crying and like these people have have uh, misused 
the medicine. Like they, they knew this like powerful ritual and they misused it. And so the mother, the grandmother said, basically, um, she said, wait, the parts of yourselves that walk the crooked trail of those drug seers are merely your own shadows. So these shadows have come to, to life through your refusal as a race to confront the greed and jealousy that surface in your thoughts. Beauty sees the feelings of the shadow as worthy opponents who assist on being conquered so you may grow. Human fear sees those feelings as bad and in the need of being repressed or denied. When you are afraid of feeling those shadow thoughts, they continue to rule you. So uh, through your own fear, you begin to believe that you are unworthy or evil. When the shadow is denied, it gains strength and will one day wake up with the life force of its own and eat it, the beauty inside of you. Teach others to use the shadow parts of themselves as an example of worthy opponent who can stir the growth of beauty inside the self. You will see the, the beauty of balance come to the hearts of the people as they remember. So basically, like she was saying, you're no, you're no different from them. So yeah. you could look at them and point, but you're not any different at all. And just remember that you can't deny your shadow self. And so once we start seeing everything that's happening in society as part of ourselves, which it actually goes back to the whole uh, unified theory, right. that we're no separate and we just have to look at it and transform it with compassion and love in a way that's, that's helpful. It's, yeah, I think that's beautiful. And I think, um, you know, the, the being very pious and trying to be like, oh, you know, like I, you know, I'm such a good person and I'm so what evolved, uh, that can be very harmful actually, that it really can be, you know, and, um, I, I, I read this little booklet. I can't remember where I, I, I read it, but it was this girl talking about how, like she was kind of like a medium of some type where, um, she, and she, she said that the, she, she started, she got contacted with the Minotaur, like the Greek, like half horse, half, not horse, what is it, a horse, like a half bull or whatever. And she said, um, she, she met him in a dream type state or whatever, and that he was like the most hideous monster that she'd ever met in her entire life. But she was working on trying to integrate like all dualities. And so she, um, she, like when he charged at her, she, um, you know, she was in dreamland and she knew she was in dreamland. So she let him go through her and, uh, and then he tried to charge at her again. And she basically sat down with him and gave him love, like just started, you know, like sending him love energy or whatever. And she said that he dissipated. Well, so I, and I read that a couple of years ago and I thought, oh, that's kind of a beautiful, interesting, weird story. Well, so then I had a dream when I was at, on an overnight in a hotel room, and most of most of my otherly world experiences are, um, you know, positive beings for the most part. But this, there was this. Um, she kind of looked like a gargoyle, but I, like I don't know what it what it was, but like um, it was like almost like this uh, this being interrupted my sleep and I felt like it, I was halfway in between awake and sleep and she was kind of like sitting in my bed and like making all this weird noises and like blah, blah, blah. and I had um that minotaur story came back into my head at that point and I still was in dream state or whatever but what I did instead of being scared or freaked out or thinking I was in a nightmare and trying to get out of it which is like normally if I don't like the channel I change it in my dream time right so then I just basically decided 
all right, let's, let's just sit with this. Like, let's see. So I just was like, so what's your story? You know, like, I'm not judging your story. Like, I don't want to say like, how did you get to be like this? Like, like, as if there's anything wrong with the way she is, I'm just saying, okay, so, uh, who are you and what's your story? And she kind of calmed down, started talking to me. She gave me some pity story about, uh, I don't know. It kind of sounded like she had a bunch of cats, but she wasn't a human. I don't know what she was. <laughs> and, uh, and I was, I was kind of going like, oh, okay. All right. Interesting. And, and then she, and then at one point she started crying about, uh, like, like somebody was missing, like, you know, she was telling me some sort of variation of a victimized story, but she made a lot of weird noises and I didn't really understand her. And even in my dream, like, I just like patted her on the back and I was just like, uh, and I just said, well, um, you know, I'm, I, that, that, I think that's sad that you're feeling this way. And I just want you to know that I'm going to send, I, I'm giving you some love. There you go. You know, like, like, uh, you seem all right to me, you know, like I just, it's like a generic, like non-judgmental, like you, you're valid, you exist, you're valid, I'm, I'm, I see you, and then she was like, thank you, and disappeared, and I woke up, and I was like, alone in my hotel room, and I was like, okay, I think that wow. went good, but the, the, the thing was, is that, like, what I learned from that experience is that, like, okay, worst case scenario, you know, some reptilian alien comes into my room and just d destroys me and eats me and like, uh, you know, or whatever, like a bunch of horrific way to die, but in the end I die or something. Like at this point in my journey, I actually don't really think that death is the end. So it's just like, there's not really anything to really be afraid of with anything. Right. So that's like, like being fearful is an illusion and yeah, it's like not desirable way for me to end. Like, I don't want to be killed by these crazy, like, you know, people who are doing things that are, yeah. Like, I don't want to be eaten by a, a sex cult. Like, that's not how I want to go. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to give them power over me by being scared of all this stuff. That's right. That That is total key. That is a great summary of all of it. Because the fear is really the, or the, you know, it's kind of like the illusion and, and we just have to get past that fear and we'll be able to take our power back really. Yeah. And yeah. instead of being so pious and judging them for like, how they ever be so blah, 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 exactly. You and them all share the same frequency that ignites your cells somewhere right. down the line there. We are yeah. in some kind of hologram that's all creating that they're part of god consciousness too whether they're the lowest form in the world or the highest form of the world doesn't matter if they're an angel or a demon all are part of or or, or a gray alien or a palladian or whatever i don't care like we're all part of this one system so that's right just like if you can get past like the the, the victim perpetrator savior story and just right and just allow other things to be without judging them. I think we'll yeah we'll probably evolve. And it, it will, right, and we'll just liberate more quickly because there's no and and even the levels and stuff. Everybody's just having their experience and giving it back to the consciousness as feedback, right? So there's that right. whole feedback loop, and so that's just in real in the higher dimensional or from another perspective. I would say from another perspective that that's just another experience of love that we just have judged in this experience as bad because because it just is kind of 
not something that we would want to experience. And hopefully people will, you know, kind of just not want to experience that either and eventually kind of get out of that and be able to break free of that because there's no, we don't have to stay in there. We, we get to choose our path. We get to choose what we think. And, and this is, for me, I feel like, okay, this is, this is obviously what the collective is purging right now. Like, this is some stuff we're needing to, to like, bring up and get out, get, bring up, get out, get out of it. Like, this is, it's just shadow work. We're down, like, yes. that's what shadow work is. You know, like, we're, we're at a time, right? We're purging all this stuff. But like, guys, I want to get to telepathy and flying around and like right building let's do it for us so like let's right. get it so over get let's that. get all this stuff let's <laughs> get rid of all this weird monetary system whatever i still got a good 40 years left of life before 2060 yeah. or whatever right. Right, uh, right. so so you know like let's uh like there's other adventures to be had this is absolutely that's, that's the same way i feel exactly like i'm like all right so that's an experience that okay, I want to have other experiences that have to do with maybe traveling to other dimensions or other planets and knowing other species from other galaxies and all that. Like that's knowing more about the nature of this reality. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And seeing things from a different perspective. So yeah, I mean, we're here right now to do some work, whatever it is personally yeah. and collectively.